Hey everyone, Dan Levi here and welcome to the New Net Podcast, the podcast where we talk to interesting people doing interesting things in and around PNG. Now today I'll be speaking to someone who's a very good friend of mine and is honestly one of the first people I think of whenever I hear the term independent woman. Uh, she's one of the people that taught me first how to drive a vehicle when I first got started. So it's a very special episode today. She's the queen of donuts. So please make, give a warm welcome to Adriana Soe. Adriana, how are you this morning? <laughs> I'm good, thank you for inviting me to the podcast oh gosh i'm just glad we managed to catch you not on a busy day because i think uh, before you came today you actually did a delivery all the way in town yes yes two three three deliveries today yes oh gosh (laughs) but yes uh adriana thank you very much for joining us today uh but for the people who well for our listeners and viewers who don't know who you are could you care to just uh, introduce yourself and let the good people know about uh, who you are and what it is you actually do. Okay, yes, um, I'm Adriana Soe. I'm I have a SME called Donut Queen. I think I've been running for maybe six years now. I started it out in uni when I was in university, and I've graduated. I have a job, and I'm still running the business now. Yes. Okay, that I didn't know. Wait, so where are you working now? <laughs> I'm working at CPL head office, Waigani, with the pharmacy, wholesale pharmacy department. Yes. Ah, oh, man. Now running the business alongside that as well. That's, oh, gosh, how busy has it been now? Oh, it's been hectic. Yeah, I hopefully, like, if I have energy at the end of the day, then I go home and I bake, like, extras for the weekend, and that's when I do my weekend specials. But if I'm too tired, I just go home and sleep. But baking now... The business I just run it on the weekends, and if people want orders during like weekdays, I tell them it's seven a.m. delivery or six p.m. delivery. Oh. Yeah, so I can't do it in between when working hours. So yes. Oh man! <laughs> now, when it came to starting up a business about baking, uh, was this something that you've always been doing when you were growing up, or was it just, or was it something you got into like as an adult? Um, when I was small. No, I never baked. I never cooked. I would, my dad would joke and say, like, oh, you'll never match up to your mom. She knows how to bake. She knows how to cook. And then, I don't know. And then that's when my mom, she left for holidays for two weeks. And then I was thinking, oh, we should buy her a cake. I go to the store. I see the prices. I'm like, we're not buying her a cake. We're going we're gonna to bake it. So I ended up baking it. She came back. And when she had the cake, she asked us, where did you guys buy this? And we told her, oh, we made it at home. So, yeah, that's this was in uni. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So that's, that's how the business started from that first. It was a black forest cake, a small one. So that's how the business started. Oh, man. Like, how, how soon after did that happen? Like, when did you realize you could actually turn this into a money-making thing? Oh, right after that. Um, this was during Christmas. So we invited our family friends over. And then after that my aunt asked me like oh can you bake one of this for me i'll pay for it and that's how she was my first customer that's how it started from there that's when i realized oh i can make a business out of this so started baking and when you started uh i always wanted to ask this to smes when they start out that first week uh both how was that first week and how did you figure out the pricing for that very first customer oh that was oh the first cake was difficult to figure out the pricing and stuff yeah i just gave like 10 kina for labor i was just like i'll just buy the ingredients yeah i i haven't like properly set the pricing until this year 
when I started working because I work in the wholesale department and they show us the margins, like profit margins and whatnot. And then I realized from there, like, okay, this is the margin I need to set for that. So, so this year, yes, I've set the pricing properly. Mm. That's how I've done it. Yes. If not in the past, it was just how, how, like I felt like how much effort I put into mm. making the cake, then that's how much I'd charge. So that's right. You know, cause that's something I always want to find out. Cause when you're making your own business, you have to decide how much like effort and energy you're putting into yes. it and how much you think whatever you're providing to the customer is worth and you have to base it on that. Now, I also wanted to ask, it hasn't been, uh, I mean, I've known you for many, many years now and it hasn't been an easy uh, journey for the business. No, no, it hasn't. And I wanted to ask uh, what, uh, if you could uh, basically uh, single them down into points, I guess, what would you say were some of the biggest challenges over the years for the business? Oh, one of the biggest challenges is... um the increase in price of everything right now flour has gone up some people are selling milk for like eight kina nine kina now it's very expensive and then that like forces us to raise the price of the product and then people will be asking like oh why is it so expensive now oh well that's because of all the the increase in yeah that's the biggest challenge at the moment well in the past leading up to now yeah that's that's the biggest challenge i've faced and on top of that, my delivery vehicle has broken down. But luckily, my dad's kind enough to lend me his car for deliveries. So as long as I pay for his fuel and make sure the car is in good condition, mm. then I can do deliveries with his vehicle. Yes. Yeah, right. Because I noticed the, cause the vehicle you used to do your morning deliveries and came today isn't the usual one. Yes. That you had, oh, yes. man. Yeah. And then, oh, that's the thing, too. And also maintaining a vehicle is expensive. It's very expensive. Fuel. As yeah, well. with the fuel price, it went up to, I think, almost five kina. Mm. Oh, that was bad. I was catching bus to do deliveries for that. Oh, yeah. man. It was, it was cheaper. Four kina versus ten kina to go, so. <sighs> you know, I think it was earlier this year, right, when the prices got very yes, bad. Yes, yes. Now, I also wanted to ask, uh, since you've been around for a long time, you were also, I think, had the, I wouldn't call it misfortune, but you also experienced trying to operate the business during uh, the COVID times, the peak COVID times. Oh. So I did. I do want to ask, how was that for you? COVID, oh, it was bad because you know they were stopping gatherings of what more than twenty people, and whatnot. Yeah, so a lot of birthday parties weren't happening. So usually I'd get like big cake orders. Now they've gone down to like the small ones. Mm. Yeah, just they just order small cakes for like just the immediate family like to have. But before, yes, like when they were allowed to have big gatherings then yes I'd, I'd bake like big cakes but then it went down to just small small ones and now it's slowly picking up again business is slowly picking up again yes oh man that's good to hear now uh i do want to ask i've heard i mean i've asked this uh, this question along the lines with all the other guests we've had but because of the year is 2022 and elections are happening, I'm curious, have the elections had any effect on your business? Yes, holdups. Ah. Holdups. There's, there's been a, like, I don't know, increase in holdups. I don't know why. But I like in this last month, in what, May, I've had like attempted, two attempted holdups while doing deliveries. And like, I've managed to get away both times. One was just yesterday. Oh, when I was gosh. leaving the house to go to Tarama. Uh, but I made it and I still took the cake down. Yeah, so 
that's the, with the election it's just a hold up and you know because everybody is like grouping together gatherings and but not once i came through gordon's through gordon's and like everyone was there at unagi mm-hmm. oval and there was like a lot of traffic and in the heat as well you know the cakes might melt and all that yeah so it's like traffic and hold up the crime rate it's it's bad yeah yeah no i think there's something to do with uh because it's election people there's a lot of uh, excited people like yeah. everybody's just caught up in the energy of elections and yes. they tend to do dumb things and or get that mob mentality and get caught up in doing something yeah. uh that they wouldn't usually do but yeah i think that's something we all have to be aware of like personally i don't like driving around during the election period yeah. there's just too much too much and too much noise too many things going on the buses of it's people crazy. going around yeah. campaigning and then you don't know whether these people are sober and they're on the road, whether uh, yeah, or not they're exactly. aware of the surroundings. So it's just, it's a crazy period to be out and about. So, gosh, I didn't, oh, God, I hope yeah. you'll, you'll be safe for the rest of the election period. This yes, is, uh, yes, I will. <laughs> goodness. Now, I did also uh, want to ask, uh, with the six years you've been operating, uh, what would uh, one of the factors be that you've attributed mostly to, I guess, your successes and your growth? Um, social media. Yes. Social media plays a big role with advertising and it's like mostly free. You just buy data and then you advertise. It's good because everyone, everyone is online now. So yeah, it would be social media, definitely. And if, uh, if I'm correct, you have an Instagram page? Yes, yes. Instagram page and Facebook page. And I'm on WhatsApp also. So customers mm-hmm. WhatsApp me sometimes. Oh man, that's awesome to hear. Now, as an as an SME, you've been operating for a while, and I do remember this one period a while ago when you had a store, and you had you were operating out of a shop. And I just want to ask uh, what that was like, and essentially what happened because there was a period of time when you did have a store, and then you didn't have a store. So I just wanted to ask if you could care to share what that whole experience and story was. Oh, that that story is it's a funny story. So. I had the little shop at incubation mm-hmm. at the incubation center, yes, and um, it's like I honestly will do more, get to more customers like on the road doing deliveries, yeah. Like the customers won't like not a lot mm-hmm. would come into the shop, so I'd still like most of my income would be from doing the deliveries, not from the shop. And then I was there for a while, and one day I had this. I was still in uni back then and I had this big exam coming up and my laptop crashed and I had the rent money. So it was either I pay for rent or buy a laptop and study for my Mm. test. So I ended up choosing like, I'll close the shop and use the rent money to buy the laptop. So I bought the laptop and ended up using it for school and I closed shop because I couldn't give in the rent money. It was spent Mm. on the laptop. Yeah. So that's what happened to the shop. Yeah. Oh man, you know, you had to make that decision. And it's not from what I understand, it's not cheap like holding and having a space no, to operate it's not. out of. It was expensive, yeah, the little space there. And you know, they weren't making any improvements to the place. I thought like at least they would improve the place, maybe put in aircon or something, but nothing. So best decision, just move out. Yeah. So now we're home based again mm. at Rainbow. Ah oh, man, that's very good to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's uh, when you first started a business? Like I understand that uh, when people start businesses, they 
you know, they're very hopeful for the future. And then they're like, okay, I can do this. I can make a life for myself. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask is, uh, looking back, what's one thing you know now that you wish you knew in, let's say, year one of operating? The profit margin. How much profit to um, put, like 50% or 60%? Yes, I wish I knew that back then. Yes, I, it was only because um, I started working that I found out like what the proper margin would be. But then if I if only I knew this back then, then hopefully like I would have been more successful. Maybe mm. I don't know. Yes. Oh, could you get to explain uh, for our listeners and viewers who don't know what a profit margin is? Could you just explain what that is? OK, like, um, for example, the raw price of probably making a dozen cupcakes raw price is maybe 10 kina so if you put 100 percent profit on top of that that would be 20 kina or 50 percent that would be 5 kina so it would be 15 kina so that's the like profit margin if i knew how to set the price accordingly to those profit margins then i would have done probably better um with sales during the first second third year but just now sixth year found out so i've input that into the business so now it's making at least like i can, it's like sustainable now yes at first i'd be like have to budget everything so tightly yeah but now it's okay it's a bit loose so that's mm. good yeah oh gosh and it's uh from what i understand it's just you that does the baking as well or do you get some assistance oh no we're home based so i do the baking the deliver and the deliveries oh yeah. man still still a when one man you, uh, on me when do you find the time <laughs> Especially now, because now you have like a day job now. Yeah, so how, I don't wait, know when, how I find the energy. When did you start working with? Uh... Uh, in January. Ah. January, yes. So it's it's hard. Yeah, I, I'll be tired. Sometimes if I have an order for like the next day in the morning, I'm tired. I'll come up. I'll take like what I call power naps. <laughs> I'll go to sleep for two hours, wake up, bake, do everything, set, set it aside, and then I'll go back to sleep again. But then I like catching up like with sleep on the weekends mm. yeah so i don't have my, but then the thing about that is i don't have a lot of social like time for, mm. to spend with my friends or not. it's just work business work business yeah that's that's my life now oh yeah. man <laughs> do you feel like you've maybe found a good balance or is it still are you, are you still trying to balance that day job and the business oh no it's a it's a good balance yes i found that i've found the balance in the beginning yes it was hard because i'll come home and do deliveries at like seven o'clock in the night yes but now i've found that balance so I, it's it's good it's stable now well uh finally uh what are some of the plans for the future any plans for expansion or plans for the future oh um just building a small kitchen outside the family home so i can finally uh -huh. hire someone to come and bake because right now it's in the family home i don't want to hire someone who'd come and come into the house mm -hmm. and, and no so just building a just as like a small kitchen a good just a little space so i can hire a baker to come bake for me so i can just work full time ah yes, yes. would you also be doing the deliveries or you'll hire someone to do deliveries no, as I'll well? do the deliveries. <laughs> i like doing the deliveries <laughs> oh man now i noticed that uh, the the baking scene and the baking gamers are something that a lot of other uh, people have also been getting into and they might see this as like an opportunity or a space that they wanted to break into as well so i want to ask is there any advice you'd have for anyone who's wanting to try their hands in the baking game as well 
Um, just to have time. You, with baking, you need a lot of time because you have to do trials and see what's best. Like it took me probably two years to perfect my chocolate cake mm. recipe. Yes. So it's a lot of trial and error and a lot of time. Yes. And you won't make much from baking, but it's hard work. It's hard work and it's honest work. So it's worth it. Oh, man. And can I just say she has perfected the perfected the chocolate cake. Because <laughs> I remember, oh, I forget, you were telling me about this story when someone or one, I don't want to say customer, but someone was saying that your cakes tasted like you bought them out of the box. But then you yeah. don't use like ready-made ingredients you use the actual flour and cocoa powder and everything yes yes that's right yes and the worst part about that was i was in the village (laughs) when that came out when she posted it on facebook and i was wondering like where did she buy the cake from because i did not make the cake i'm in the village i went for like a three-week break Mm -hmm. in the village with my mom and then my friend calls me and tells me and I told her, I'm in the village. I didn't make anything for anyone. Like, the business is down for now. And then she, and then my friend is crazy. So she went looking for this girl. Uh, it was it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But, yeah, no, that's, that's one thing I've always admired about your cakes, where it's not like the ingredients are always... Like, the, the way you make it, the way you make it... Is a, and then for, can I just say, she's been my birthday cake person for the past six years, about yeah, six yeah. years now. We've so, known yeah. Each other, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, but uh, Adriana, I think yeah, that, that that just about does it for the podcast and interview. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for your time. Yes, it's always thank you a, for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure <laughs> to have you on board for whatever we're doing. But yes, and uh, yeah, that's been it for this episode of the New Net Podcast. Thank you very much for watching, and yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>